Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. We praise you today. We thank you today. God, it's a beautiful day in the name of Jesus. God, it's a beautiful day because the presence of the Lord is in this place. God, would ask you to forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our shortcomings, have your way. Touch like only you can, heal like only you can, deliver like only you can, move like only you can. And Lord, when it's all said and done, we'll be careful to give your name all of the glory, give your name all of the honor, give your name all of the praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus. We pray together and the people of God said, amen, amen, amen. Our scripture today uh, comes out of Psalm uh, 85, Psalm 85. And I think I'm going to read down to about verse uh, eight. So if you're walking with me today, um, Psalm 85, I think I'm going to about uh, verse uh, eight. Uh, and let's and uh, let's see what it says. And it says Psalm 85 for the director of music of the sons of Korah, a song. Uh, you, Lord, showed favor uh, to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people and covered all their sins. You set aside all your wrath and turned from your fierce anger. Restore us again, God, our Savior, and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. And I would just uh, like to use as a subject on this morning, um, it's happening to change you and not them. It's happening to change you and not them. So I would say that, say that with me, type it in. It's happening uh, to change you and not them. My sisters and brothers, what I want to say to you today is what God has placed on my heart. Gave it to me this morning, may not be before you very long, but what I want to say is that there are many of us, many people that are hear me, uh, whether they hear it now or hear it on the streaming, streaming platform, and they're dealing with uh, uh, difficult situations. They're having uh, what uh, Sister uh, Latara and I often refer to as uh, crucial and critical uh, conversations. Anybody involved in crucial and, and critical uh, conversations? When, when we're involved in crucial and critical conversations and uh, crucial and critical decisions that need to be made, it can be challenging. It can be tough. Uh, emotions run high. Feelings run high. Um, it's easy to point uh, fingers and things of that nature. And sometimes it's even uh, you get to a point you want to ask God, why are you allowing certain things to happen to me when I'm doing exactly uh, what I'm supposed to do? And it's almost like sometimes God says, why not you? Right. We remember the story of Job, don't we, where God, where God handpicked uh, Job for some crazy uh, things that happen in his life. And sometimes things happen in our life because God has selected us for a test 
right? We we all understand that. And then there are other times that things happen in our life uh, because of decisions uh, that we made. We understand that there are consequences. Grace of God is real, but we also understand that there are uh, consequences. Whether or not it was a test or whether or not it was a consequence uh, is irrelevant to the reason I think that why something is happening to you, prophetically speaking, is happening to you right now is because God wants to change you and not them. Sometimes we give the devil uh, too much credit for the things that are happening in our life. Sometimes we give the devil uh, credit for uh, for for some of the uh, issues that we have to deal with. And God is simply saying, no, nah, this time I'm allowing it to happen so it can change you uh, and, and, and not them. But God, my prayer uh, was for you to bust my enemy upside the head. My prayer was for you uh, to be more than a conqueror. God says, I'm all of that and then some. But for this particular situation, what I have for you, what's next for you is going to require you to be a different person than you are right now. We're going to talk a little bit about that on Sunday. So what God is saying in order for you to be prepared uh, for what is happening in your life and really to be prepared for what is coming next in the next season of your life, some of the things that are happening to you are happening to change you and not them. The world will always be the world. The naysayers will always be the naysayers. The critics will always be the critics. Those people will be who, uh, who they are um, and those situations will be what they will be. But God is saying, if you allow uh, me to change you uh, in the middle of it, you will have a new, new perspective on what you're going through. Somebody say a new perspective. When God changes us, he gives us a new perspective. In our uh, text today, we look at Psalm, the 85th chapter. Uh, it's, a, it's a familiar passage of Psalm from this perspective. It's familiar from this perspective because once again, one more again, one more time, we see the people of God in the middle of a struggle. We see the people of God in the middle of bondage. We see the people of God uh, saying, God, uh, why have you um, allowed us to be in this uh, situation again? Matter of fact, in verse one, they are saying, Lord, um, you, Lord, showed your favor on your land. You once restored us, you forgave us, and you had done all of this stuff before. You set aside your wrath. What were they talking about? They had been in a situation with God and many times before where they had gotten outside of God's will. They had been with God many times before where they started doing things that were not in alignment with God's perfect plan for their life. And every time they did, so God would allow, allow them to go through seasons to get them on the right back on the right track. So this time it seems as if God is allowing them to go through the struggle a little bit longer. Shout out to anybody that know that you've been through a struggle before, but sometimes it seems like here recently you've been going through a struggle a little bit longer. And they're asking God, the last time we messed up, you kind of brought us out. The last time we messed up, you made a way out of no way. The last time we messed up, you forgave us in, in spite of ourselves. God is us knocking at the door saying, will you restore us again? That's verse four and put away your displeasure towards us. And if I could talk to those individuals today, just like I got a chance to talk to you, I would say, while it's true that God is displeased whenever we do anything that is outside of his will, I need you to understand that what's happening to you is much bigger than God's displeasure because God's grace is sufficient enough if you turn around. But God is saying, I know that you want to turn around. I know that you want to do it the right way. But what it reason I'm allowing you to sit in the pot a little while longer. The 
reason I'm allowing you to stew in it a little bit while longer, the reason I'm allowing the fiery darts to keep coming in is because I need you to change. It's happening to change you and not them. What am I trying to say? In a nutshell, the people of God in this text, they were not ready to come out. They were not ready to be delivered, not because God's love was not able to reach them, not because God didn't want to bless them, not because God didn't want to turn it around, but because it was happening to them until they got to a place that they were in the right posture to receive everything that God had for them. It was happening to them until they were in the right posture that their understanding of God would shift. It was happening to them until they were in the right posture until their prayer life would shift. Can I talk to somebody right now is to remind you that the what you are dealing with right now is change your prayer posture. At least it should. It should have you doing devotional time like never before. Can I talk to some pastors out there today? Because I have pastor friends that jump in, pastor, woman of God, man of God, deacon, man of God, woman of God, all of you who spend so much time pouring out into other people, what is happening to you right now is calling you to get some for yourself. Can I talk to the mothers out there, the fathers out there? Can I talk to everybody out there and say, you spend so much time pouring into other folk, making sure other people are good. Now God has allowed something to happen to you that you got to say, listen, I got to put the women and children to bed. Listen, I got to go put the man in the bed. Listen, I got to get away because I got to get what I need for myself. And I want to talk to somebody right now and say, that's exactly what God wants from you. He is grateful that you have want, you have a desire to be what he has called you to be. He is grateful that you have a desire to serve others. He's grateful that you are, have a desire to turn around. But God is reminding you that this time is happening to you so that you can be what he has called you to be and so that he can shift you and so that he can change you. And so what do you do when you go through this process where it is happening to you and, and you're understanding that God is allowing it to go down like this? Well, one of the things that you have to do is do what the psalmist was doing here. One of the things that you have to do is you have to have some raw and real conversation with God. That's what I've learned to do. I've learned to be just like them and be like, God, what are you doing? And it was in those moments where God started to give revelation. I want you to understand that one of the powers that we have as it relates to the Holy Spirit living within us is revelation. You have to pray for God to reveal to you what it is that he is trying to deliver in you. You have to pray to God to reveal to you what it is that he's trying to change in you. You have to pray to God to reveal in you what it is that he wants to do differently in your life. There are many times that God allows calamity to come our way and he allows them to come just because he's trying to do a new thing. And so, so that you don't go crazy, so that you don't let go so that you don't stop. You have to ask God, God, why did you allow this to happen? I think about one of my favorite prophets, the prophet uh, by the name of Elijah. And I remember that God was using him faithfully. And I remember how God was using him mightily. And I remember how he fought against uh, the uh, Jezebel's uh, prophets. And I remember how he had great victory. But I also remember after, after how he embarrassed Jezebel, after how he showed everybody that his God was the true and living God, there was a death threat placed on his life. And, and Elijah had fear and Elijah had fear and it caused him to run. It caused him to run and go hide up under a, a juniper tree. It caused him to run and go hide and end up in a cave. And y'all, I wanted to tell you something I've discovered about that cave. Every time I think about Elijah, I learned something new. What I discovered is what while Je Elijah was in the cave, what I discovered, y'all, was something that you already know. What I discovered while Elijah was in the cave, everything on the outside stayed the same. 
mean? Hold on. What do you mean? I thought this was a story of a victory when I remember the story of Elijah. It's a story of victory, but look at what happened on the outside of the cave and look at what happened on the inside of the cave. On the outside of the cave, uh, Jezebel was still on Elijah's track. On the outside of the cave, the people were still uh, upset with Elijah. On the outside of the cave, all kind of drama and trauma was going on. On the outside of the cave, the people had still refused to worship the truth and living God, but something special was happening on the inside. On the inside of the cave, God, Elijah was learning to hear from God like he had never heard from him before. God, Elijah learned that the God was still speaking through a still small voice. Elijah learned that God had his hand on his life. Elijah learned uh, that everything that had happened to him was happening not to change the people on the outside, but change the person on the inside. Can I talk to you for a moment and remind you that's the purpose of the cave. That's the purpose of your experience. That's the purpose of your pain is that the fact that a reality, the world is going to be the world. Democrats are going to be Democrats. Republicans are going to be Republicans. Independents are going to be independents. Your boss is going to be your boss. Your family is going to be their family. Your, your boo is going to be your boo. And so sometimes all we got to do is learn to find that cave because inside that cave, you will discover while the things on the outside are not changing, God is doing a great work within you. And the truth of the matter, that is the purpose of revival, my sisters and brothers, as we bring ourselves back to it, because as they were asking and asking God to give revelation uh, as whether or not what was happening, they said, God, restore us and, and put your pleasure, displeasure away. In verse five of Psalm 85, they said, will you be angry at us forever? Will you prolong your anger through your generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice. And I want to remind you that somewhere in, in here, what I see and what I'm reminded of is the fact that God is speaking and saying that as I'm doing a great work and as I change your perspective, revival has come and I'm changing you. And as I am changing you, I'm going to revive you. I'm going to restore you so that once again, that you can have some joy. I'm reminded that the scripture is too, that the joy of the Lord is our strength and the enemy comes up against our joy on a daily basis. The enemy comes up against what gives us strength on a daily basis. If joy was just a feeling or an emotion, the enemy wouldn't attack it the way that he does, but he attacks it the way he does because the scripture is true that if you ever lose your joy in the Lord, if you ever leave, you lose your peace in the Lord, if you ever have the wrong perspective of why it's happening to you, all of a sudden you'll let go of his unchanging hand. But revival has come to shift your perspective. Revival has come to remind you that God is up to something. I hope and pray that somebody can receive that today, that God is up to something. And God is saying uh, that he is going to bless you. Let's go a little bit farther. They pray for God's love. And I want to encourage somebody that may find themselves in a cave. I want to encourage somebody that may find themselves dealing with a happening right now that they don't understand. One of the things that they pray for is not only for God, for, uh, for God to reveal to them what was happening. They asked for God to show his love. That's one of the things that we could continually pray for, no matter what we're going through, is for God to show us his love. God, not only show us your love, show us how to love one another. Because when things are happening to us as individuals, when things are happening to us as a family, when things are happening to, to, happening to the body of Christ, all of a sudden there is uh, disunity amongst the ranks. And the enemy loves to operate in disunity. But when God shows us his unfailing Lord toward, love towards us, 
we have a responsibility to show that unfailing Lord and love towards other people. That meant Elijah, that even Elijah had to learn how to somehow, some way come out of the cave with love in his heart. He could have came out with fire and brimstone on his mind. He could have came out of the cave with some get back on his mind. He could have came out of the cave thinking about moving furniture. He could have came out of the cave thinking about a lot of things. But no, what God has said is people are going to be people, but I allowed you to experience the cave so that I could change your perspective. So I can give you new revelation and so that I can restore your joy. And I want to encourage you today in the last few seconds that I have that revival is here and we're going to pray that God gives you some revelation. We're going to pray that God restores your joy and we're going to pray that God allows you to love unfailingly towards others just like he loves in an unfailing way uh, towards you. And what happens is this in verse eight, they say something special and it's the last thing that I'll leave you with. The, The psalmist says this, that in the middle of my happenings that are happening all around me, I will listen to what God, God, the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. My sisters and brothers, in a nutshell, I know that while you are going through it, uh, sometimes we want to lean to our own understanding. I know that's what I want to do. I know when you're going through it, sometimes you want to you want to fight back. And I know when you're going through it, sometimes you, you want to war against one another, but that's not what the word of God says. What the word of God uh, says here in this particular passage of scripture is a reminder that if we stay true to him um, that and we don't turn um, to, 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 to our to, to our emotions, if we don't turn to our uh, feelings, if we don't turn to revenge, if we just learn to love unfailingly and do life the Lord's way in the middle of what's happening to us, when God brings you out of it, you will see that you have changed. And when you change, you can deal with whatever comes your way. That's it in a nutshell. I want to remind you today that in this season of revival is a season for God to shift you. It's a season for God to deal with you deliver differently. It's a season for God to heal you. It's a season for God to make you over again. It's happening to you to change you and not to change them. So today, I'm cutting myself short on purpose a little bit because one of the things about revival, revival does not happen without intense prayer. And so what I want you to do right now, I want you to ask you this question. Whatever's happening to you, right? Whatever your experience, whatever crucial crucial conversations you're having, whatever business decisions that you're having and having and you're saying god i've tried to do it your way the best that i can and this stuff is uh it, it, it still feels as if it's not getting any better and maybe in some regards it is not getting better the way that you would decide define define getting better but it's getting better because god is changing you in the middle of it and what will happen is once god gets through changing you in the middle of it and he releases you to go deal with it, you will deal with it with some spiritual maturity and some spiritual authority like you've never dealt with it before. That's the whole objective. You will come out of it knowing how to love your way out of situations instead of fighting your way out of situations. Because I have discovered that some stuff you can't fight your way out of because the more you fight, the more they fight. The more that you resist, the more that they resist. But I will tell you, all 
to thee, I surrender. That is what I've learned from God is that sometimes I just going to give myself away to the Lord. Sometimes I'm going to love the unlovable. Sometimes I'm just going to be what God has called me to be in the midst of it all. God has learned, has changed me and I have a different perspective and I pray that God can do the same for you. And so what I want to do in the few minutes that we have left is ask you a question for this season of revival. What is it can I pray for you about that you want to see God do differently in your life? The revival is upon us because God wants to do a shift. It's not just a date on the calendar. Revival is upon us because God wants to restore you. Revival is upon you because he wants you to experience his unfailing love. Revival is here because the Lord wants to favor you. Revival is here because the Lord wants to forgive you of your sins. Revival is here because God has no desire to be angry with you. God wants to bestow grace and mercy upon you. Revival is here, but revival doesn't come without intensity in prayer. So today, for the few minutes that we have left, I want to be intense in our prayer, and I want you to type in Zoom. I want you to type it in Facebook. I want you to type it in whatever it is that we can pray about in the name of Jesus so that we can experience a revival, so that we can experience a shift in us, so that we can deal with the world that still hadn't figured out how to deal with mass shootings, so that we can deal with the world that still has not figured out how to deal with racism, so that we can deal with the world that still hadn't figured out how to arrest an individual without firing over 60 shots, so we can deal with the world that is dealing with all the drama and trauma of not understanding women's rights as it relates to the gospel of Jesus Christ, also as it relates to the uh, situations that are going on in the world that are more political than anything else, so that we can be who God has called us to be in the midst of everything that's happening. My prayer is for the Lord to send a revival in the hearts of every person that is hearing me today, send a revival in my own heart, send a revival in my own mind. What is your prayer today? Type it in Facebook, type it in Zoom. How can God revive you? What is that area? Let's be intense about that prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we come before you today and we thank you for this season of revival. We thank you, God, that is happening uh, to change us and not necessarily to change them, Father God, because we understand, God, you're going to use us, Father God, to be the change agents in the world. We can never be the change agents in the world until a change comes in our life. We can never be what you've called us to be until we fully surrender uh, to you. So here we are, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Here we are right now, God, asking you to revive us. We understand, God, that just like the people in this psalm, God, who were going through a situation they didn't understand. There are people under my voice that are dealing with situations that they don't understand. But I pray, God, today that they are reminded that it's happening to change them, even though the people on the outside may still be the same. And I pray, God, that the shift that has to come in the life of every woman under the sound of my voice, it happens right now. I pray that the shift that needs to come in the life of every man under the sound of my voice, that it happens right now. I pray, God, that you will shift all of us, shift the body of, of, of shift the church, Father God, so that we will be effective. Shift the church that we will do what you have called us to do. Shift us, change us, God, right now. We come, Father God, uh, with war wounds. We come, Father God, sometimes with unforgiveness. We come, Father God, sometimes with bitterness. We come, Father God, sometimes with frustration. But we come, Father God, recognizing that everything has happened, Father God, is happened so you can change us. Change us, God, in our heart. Change us in our mind. Change us in our soul. Change us in our spirit, God. Change us in our coming. Let your will be done in our life. I ask that your Holy Spirit will fall fresh on us as individuals. I ask that your Holy Spirit will fall fresh on us as believers. I ask that your Holy Spirit will anoint us afresh, Father God, in this season. Thank you, God, for what you have 
have done. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do. God, meet us tonight, God, as we go forward in revival. God, I pray that you meet us digitally. I pray that you meet us online. I pray that you meet us in person. I pray that the presence of the Lord falls afresh on the speaker of the hour. I pray that it falls afresh on every worshiper. I pray, Father God, this is not just another church service, but somebody will give their life to Christ. I pray that it's not another church service, but somebody will be able to let some stuff go. I pray it's not another church service, but it's a moment and a season of deliverance. Thank you, God, for what you have done. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do. We pray over all of the prayer requests that are coming in, God. We give ourselves away. We acknowledge our faults. We acknowledge our transgressions. Have your way in this place, Lord. Touch like only you can. Heal like only you can. Deliver like only you can. Fix it, God, like only you can. God, we're careful to give your name all of the glory. We give your name all of the honor. We give your name all of the praise. Thank you, God. You're working it out for my sister right now. Thank you, God. You're working it out for my brother. I was about to say amen, but I felt in my spirit that it's somebody's situation. Truly, Father God, you answered it right then and there. So I thank you, God, for whoever situation, God, that you worked it out for. I felt that. I thank you, Lord, for doing it. God, we love you. We praise you. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. And the people of God said amen, amen, and amen. Listen, I love you all. Mean it. 7 o'clock p.m. tonight, we start revival every Wednesday this month. EBC Steel Creek location. Come on out. Both families, both campuses. It's going to be a dynamic worship. It's going to be a dynamic word. Look forward to seeing you tonight. May God bless. May God keep you and may heaven smile upon you. Amen. God bless and go. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.